the bottom of Yud Gimel and Beis. Amr Lechavar Menashe. Menashe will tell you, no, Kuli Alma Savriya Kotzala Sachech Em Lo Yodos. He'll tell you, both opinions in the Brisa agree to my halacha, which is that if a person cut down to use it as schach, there's no status of yados. The handle does not get the status of a yad, which means that it's that if tumah came in contact with the handle, it would not affect the entire branch. Because of his svar, which is, since I can't use the fruit as schach, so I'm not happy. I don't need the connection between the handle and the fruit. Okay, so if you want to say everyone agrees to you, so then what's the case they were talking about and having a disagreement? So, hachav mayaskina, what's the case that they were talking about? That first, when the person cut it down, he cut down a branch with a fruit at the, at the end in order to eat it. On that day, everybody would agree that the handle has the status of a yad, and therefore if Tumma touched the handle, the whole thing would become Tumma. But then what happened, that they're having a disagreement, Nim that branch which at a point in time was able to be Makabal Tumma, now the person switched and said, I want to use it for my sukkah. So he's saying, if you cut it down to use it for your sukkah, everyone agrees that there's no halachic status given to the handle to be able to become Tumma. The case they're talking about is he cut it down to eat, which on that day, everyone agrees it could, yes, be, become Tommy. And now he switched. In his mind, he switched to use it for schach. And that would mean now there's a machlokas, there's a disagreement. How do you deal with that case when he switched? Ask the Gemara. If you're right that that's the case, that he originally cut it down to eat, which means everyone agrees on that day, it was able to become Tommy. Now he switched in his mind what would be the explanation of the Rabbanon which said that it cannot become Tame? Right? We're fine with the opinion that said since it was able to become Tame when he, when he cut it down, so nothing switches. But what's the explanation of the opinion that since he switched in his mind to use it for Schach, now it can't become Tame? Maybe you'll tell me the Rabbanon hold that since he switched in his head to use it for a different purpose, for schach, therefore the handle loses its status of being able to become tummy. Ask the Gemara, is that true? Would, would his mindset to use it for something different change the status of the handle? That's none. We learned in the Mishnah. That when a person is making something into the definition of a kli, which is what allows it to become tummy, so the Mishnah tells us that a person can decide in his head, which means if he makes up in his head what he's going to use this item for, and he and I mean, Rashi says we're talking about like a hide. Okay, so you have a hide, if he makes up in his head that I'm going to use it for a tablecloth, so nothing else needs to be done with it. Oh, so now it's a tablecloth, you just decided. And therefore, it could become Tameh. But something which can already become Tameh, impure, the only way to stop that status is to do something physical to it. That a Maisa, a physical change to the object, can take it out from 
being able to become tame, whether it be a, became able to become tame with a mindset or with a physical action, a physical action, a maisa to it can stop that status. But something which could already become tame, you cannot switch that status just with a mindset. So what the Gemara is asking is, he told us, if you cut it down for schach, everybody agrees that there's no status given to the handle to be able to come tummy. He said, what's the case they're disagreeing about? He cut it down to eat it. And that day, the handle was, yes, able to become tummy. And the person switched and said he's going to use it for schach. Asked the Gemara, if he switched, what's the explanation for the opinion that says it lost its status? You can't lose a status of becoming able to become tummy just by switching in your mind. Because the Mishnah told us something which is a kli, something which is a utensil, which means now it's capable of, became, of becoming tummy, and you switched your mind, it doesn't switch its status. If it was a kli, the only way to make it not a kli is to do something physical to the object. Says the Gemara, maybe you'll tell me that Mishnah's true on something which is a kli, something which is a utensil itself. But our case, which is just the handle of the food. In other words, the only reason it's tameh is because it's secondary to something else. It's not a utensil by itself. It's secondary to the thing which is tameh, which there's a halacha that says the handle's also tameh. So maybe you'll tell me yodos, which is secondary to the food, so maybe in that case, it's easier to take away its status of becoming Tameh because it's, so to speak, it's not a lower level of Tumah, but it's, it's a lower, it's less of a reason that it can become Tameh. It's a secondary reason. The only reason the handle can become Tameh is because it's attached to a food which can become Tameh. So the Gemara is saying maybe the Mishnah which told us a mindset can't take away the status. That's by something which is a kli. It's a utensil itself. But the handle, which is only tame because it's secondary to the food, maybe the disagreement between these two opinions would be if a mindset can take away that status. But we learned, that the handles of food, shabbosesan, I'm leaving that word vague on purpose because the Gemara is going to talk about what that means. The gorin tahurus. In the granary is tahur. So let's see. Bish, lamalamanda, amar, bosesan, hitter, ugdan, shaker. Gemara says, according to the opinion that translates that word bosesan as meaning you undid the tie, which means you didn't do anything physically to the items, you didn't affect the items, you just undid the tie. So if the opinion who says it means that all you did was undo the tie, which Rashi says is the equivalent of a machshava, a switch in the person's mindset, what he's going to do with his item, then shaper, then I understand. Which means that the, here's a Mishnah which talked about something which is only tame because it's the yad of something else. It's the handle of something else. And the Mishnah said that if you were Basasan, then it's Tahar. So if Basasan means person switched with his mind, right? he undid the tie, which Rashi says is the equivalent of just in his mind switching the purpose of this handle. So then 
that would be a good explanation of the brysa. Because I could tell you that if something is the status of a kli itself, a utensil itself, then everybody agrees switching in your mindset to make, to have it, for, to use it for a different purpose does not take away its ability to become tummy. But our case, which is only tummy because it's a yad, it's a handle for the food, so then we've found such a disagreement that something which is only tummy for a secondary reason, so to speak, because it's tuffle to the, to the food itself, so then you could tell me that since it's only tummy, it's only able to become tummy for a secondary reason, then even just with the switch in the mindset, one opinion holds that you can change that status and make it no longer a yad. Elamad Amr, my buses and buses and mamish. But according to the Amora who explained that Mishnah, that when the Mishnah said, you took this yad of the food and you were basasan, he translated the word basasan meant you smashed it up, which means you did a maisa, you physically affected the item. So my ikalameimer, according to that opinion, we've never found anybody who even by a yad, a, a, something which is tame because it's tuffle to the food, we've never found anybody that said a switch in mindset can affect the status of the thing. Okay, so in other words, if something's a clear utensil, that we're saying the Mishnah told us that nobody holds, just switching with your mindset will take its status away of being a kli. Okay, if it was a kli, a utensil, and it can, be, it can become tame, a switch in mindset will not change that status. Okay, what about something which is only tame because it's a handle for food? So we're saying there's a Mishnah that talked about that. There was a disagreement between two Amurayim, what, what happened in that Mishnah? If what happened was you just switched your mindset, so we found the source for something which is only tummy for a secondary reason being more lenient in changing its status of being, being able to become tummy. But if you translate that word basasan as meaning you affected the object, which means you did a mice. So then we've never found anybody who was more lenient in changing the status of something that could become tummy. So the Gemara says, says, according to that opinion, I'll tell you what happened. What happened in the Brisa? The person cut it down for schach, which means at that point the handle was, yes, be able to become tummy. Then what did he do? Then he smushed it up. And therefore, there's a one opinion holds. Meaning, since he smushed it up, so that's doing a maisa, that's physically affecting the object. And that's why the Rabbanon would hold that since he was originally, even though he originally cut it down to eat, which gave the handle a status of yes, being able to come to me, but since he did a maisa to it, he physically affected the object to use it for schach, to take off the food, therefore it lost its halachic status as a yad. Says the Gemara, If that's true, you explained the first opinion, which was, even though it was, yes, able to become Tameh, since I physically affected it, I switched it. What's the opinion that holds that it's still able to become Tameh? If I physically affected it, then everybody should agree that it lost its ability to become Tameh. Where it says, no, the Amr Kribyosi. Don't hold like the opinion of Rebyosi. The Tanan, Rebyosi Metame. Because Rebyosi held at that Mishnah that even though you physically affected it, it's still Tameh. 
says the Gemara, Hi, my Bishlam, a house of time with the Rabbi Yossi, Chazi, look at the Rabbi ben Lakish, the Amr Rabbi ben Lakish, Hoel, Veru, Uyas, Lahofchem, Ba'atar. The reason over there that Rabbi Yossi holds it's, it's Tomei is because what the person there was doing, he cut it down to eat it, now he switched it and put it in his, in his granary. The reason Rabbi Yossi holds the thing, the Yad, is still able to become Tomei, even though the person's physically affecting it, is because there's a reason that he still wants that handle attached, even though he's already holding at the granary. Because why, when he needs to flip it around with his utensil to move the things around for whatever he's doing there, it makes it easier if there's something else to grab onto, which is that piece of wood. Says the Gemara, in our case, where the person cut it down to eat, and now he switched to use it for schach, so if he physically affected the item to switch it to use it for schach, so what would be the explanation of Rebiosi saying that the, the yad, the handle, could still become tummy? There's no reason, seemingly, there's no reason why he still wants that wood, that the wood attached to the fruit. No, he wants it because it's going to be easier to move it around if the whole thing is connected. Okay, so I'm going to try to summarize outside. This is a little new concept, and it's a little, a little confusing. But just to go back to yesterday for one second. If a person cut down a branch in order to use the grape um, for wine. So the Gemara there said everybody agrees that wood, that handle of the grape, does not have the status of a yad, which means that if the branch became in contact with Tumah, once I had touched a, a person who passed away, it would not affect the fruit. So why is that? The reason normally there's a, there's a halacha of a yad, of the handle of the fruit, is because I want the connection between the two. But if you're, cutting, if you're cutting it down to use the grapes to make wine where you don't want the branch, so even though, yes, they're connected, but since I don't want the connection, because for my purpose of the fruit, I don't want the branch here. Everybody agreed there's no status of a yad. Okay, so that was the first thing everybody agreed to. Now we had a disagreement. The person cut down a branch to use it for schach. At the end of the branch, there was some type of fruit. We could talk about the same case of a grape. Okay, you cut down a branch, and there was a grape at the end, and a person's going to use it for schach. So now the grape, I cannot use as schach. The branch, I could use as schach. So one opinion said, since the grape is useless to make my sukkah kosher, so therefore I don't want the connection between the two, and therefore there's no halachic status of a yad, of a handle. Therefore, if it became in contact with a, with a dead person, it would not make a tummy. The other opinion said, as much as the grape can't make your sukkah kosher, but it's going to help the weight of your schach so that it doesn't fly away in the wind. So therefore, you do want the connection, and therefore, if it came in contact, it would, yes, become tummy. Okay, so that was the two, that was the disagreement we had yesterday. Then we had a brysa, which seemed to be the same thing as the disagreement between the two. So the Gemara said, according to one, you're right. It's going to have to be that he's going to agree one opinion's like him, one opinion's not like him. But according to the other one who said that there's no halachic status of a yad, so is there any way for him to read, to read the b'raisa that both opinions agree to his halacha, and he'll tell you the b'raisa is talking about a different case? Nor said, yeah. He'll tell you, if you cut it down for schach, everyone agrees that there's no halachic status given to the handle. 
The case of the b'risa was a different case. You cut it down to eat, which on that day everybody agrees it, yes, had the status of a handle, because that's how you're going to hold it. Then you switched to use, the, to use it for schach. Now, what's the disagreement in the b'risa in that case? So you could say it in one of two ways, which is what we just talked about. You could either say that even though something which is a utensil <coughs> and is able to become tummy, to switch that status, you have to physically affect it. You have to do a maisa to the object. But you could tell me that something which is only tummy because it's a yad for the food, which means it's like secondary to the food, the handle for the food, so then the machlokas and the b'risa could be is something which is only tummy because it's secondary to the food. It assists the food. So maybe the disagreement is with a mindset, can you switch the status? That means one opinion would say, even though it was, tum, it was able to become tummy because you cut it down to eat, switching the mindset will make it lose its status of being a yad, being the handle. And the other opinion will say that no. That even something which is only secondary to the food, with a mindset you can't switch it, you would have to physically affect it. That would be one way to read it. If you read it the other way, which is the case would be you physically affected it, so one opinion would be easier to understand, which was since you physically affected it, it lost its status of being a yad. The second opinion who said it retained its status would have to hold that there's some reason you still really want that connection which is it's still going to be easier to maneuver off your sukkah, which, which would allow it to remain its status. So in other words, you learn the machlogas, either is you switched your mindset and the disagreement is on this type of item, the switching a mindset, take away its status, or the case is you physically affected it, and the machlogas is even though you physically affected it, is there still some reason you still, you still really want the attachment? Okay, I hope that was clear. Okay, gufa. Now the Gemara is just going to speak over something that it was referring to before. The Mishnah says that if you have a handle of a food which you were buses on, so again, that was what we just had a machlok is how to translate that word. If you were buses on, which either meant you undid, the, you undid the tie, which Rashi said is like a switch in your mindset because you didn't affect the object, or you smushed it, begarin tahurus. Rabbi matami. Rabbi disagrees and says it's still tummy. My son, what is the word son? Rabbi Yochanan, or son Mamsh. Rabbi Yochanan said, you smushed it up. Rabbi Lazar, Amr Hitter Ugdun. Rabbi Lazar said, it meant you just undid the time. Bish, Malarib, Elazar, Damar, Bassasan, Hitter Ugdun, Hainu, time with Rabbi According to Rabbi Lazar, who said all you did was undo the knot, which is like switching your mindset. So Rabbi Yossi's disagreeing and saying switching your mindset doesn't take away its status. And therefore, since it, was, it already had the status of a yad, and therefore, if, it, if Tuma touched it, it would, yes, become Tumi, switching your mindset doesn't affect that. But ask the Gemara, but if you tell me, means you smushed it up, you, affect, you physically affected it, so why would Rabbi Yossi argue on that? Like we quoted before, that since there was still a benefit for the attachment to make it easier to maneuver with your utensil that you're using, therefore, if Yossi held, it still has the status of a yad. Amr Abel Lazar, Lama Nimshala, Tfilas and Shal Tzadikim Ka'atar. 
But the Pasik says, by Yitzhak, Vayetar Yitzhak Lashem. So Vayetar is a type of kli, utensil used to flip around the stalks or whatever in the, in the granary. So why did the Pasuk use the word Vayetar as referring to davening? Why is the tefillah of a tzaddik compared to an atar? Just like this utensil is able to flip around the grain, the stalks from, from place to place, the tefillah of a tzaddik is able to, to switch the way Hashem deals with the world from a midah of, of din, of punishment, to a midah of rachmanus, of, of, of mercy. So it's bringing out the power of, the power of tefillah that it's able to switch the hanhaga, the way, the way Hashem is dealing with the world, just like this utensil is able to switch the places where the where the items are. Okay, the Mishnah says, Masachim bin Asarim Divrib Yehuda. Okay, let's say a person goes to Home Depot and buys eight by fours. Yeah, big wood boards. Okay, it grows from the ground. It's not Makabotoma. Right? So we should be good to go. Says the Mishnah. Masachim bin Asarim Divrib Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says you can use big wig wood boards for a sukkah. Mayor Oser. The mayor says you're not allowed to. <clears throat> okay, I'm just looking if I should explain it now or if the Gemara is going to say it in a second. Okay, well, let's hold on for a second. <laughs> then the Mishnah says that if you put a board which is four tvachim wide, tefach is roughly, a person could just look at his hands for an estimate. If, if, if it's more than four Tvachim wide, it's kshayro, bavachalishin tachtav. Assuming you don't sleep under it. Okay, so we're, the Gemara is going to talk about how to read this last line of the Mishnah, so I'm leaving that vague for a second. Oh my Rav, Rav says, Rav says, the case the Mishnah was talking about is if the wood board was four tvachim wide. Reb Meir is like Zeris Tikra. Reb Meir holds, it's a problem. Zeris Tikra, so here Rashi explains means. That if a person, a person's roof out of his house, so let's, let's think about a house a couple of years ago. Okay, if a person's house, the roof was only made out of wood beams, wood boards. Okay, so a person would say, oh, this, this looks like a good sukkah. Right, it's made out of, it's made out of schach, it's made out of wood, grows from the ground, it's not makabotoma. So what should be the problem? So Rashi says, the reason that's a problem is because when the Pasuk said, sit in a sukkah, it's coming to the exclusion of your house of the rest of the year. Okay, so that's no good. If a person's house was just made, the roof was just made out of wood beams, the reason it's a problem is because the Torah said, go sit in a sukkah, which means not your house. Okay, now a person makes his sukkah out of the same exact material which his roof of his house is made out of. Says Reb if I allow him to eat in that sukkah, then people are going to think there's no difference between eating in a sukkah and eating in his house. People are going to end up just staying in their house for sukkahs, which is no good. Rabbi Yehuda, less like Zeris Tikra. And Rabbi Yehuda says, I'm not concerned with that. I agree the person can't just eat in his house in sukkahs, but as long as he makes a new sukkah, even though he uses the exact same materials as his roof, as he used to build his house, it's fine. 
But if the boards are under four, Rav says everyone agrees that's fine. So in other words, Rav saying the disagreement in the Mishnah is by very big boards. Reb Meir held, we made a decree, people are going to get confused. Reb Huda said, I'm not, we didn't make such a decree. But if it's small boards, everyone agrees. Shmuel, Amr, Shein, Ben, Arba, Machlok, Shmuel says the opposite. No, the disagreement is if the boards are less than four. Aval Yesh, Ben, Arba, Psula. If it's four Tzvachim wide, everybody agrees, we made a decree. What's the disagreement? If the boards are less than four, the Reb Meir said we still made a decree, people are going to get confused, and Reb said not. Ask the Gemara, If you're telling me the disagreement is by boards less than four Tzvachim, so where are you going to draw the line? You're going to stop me from putting any piece of wood in my sukkah? Now that's where you make schach out of. So Amr Papa Nohachi Kamer, this is what he means to say. Yesh ben Arba Direk Al Shmuel saying, if it's four Tzvachim wide, everyone agrees that's a problem. If it's less than three, everyone agreed that's fine. My time, that's a piece of wood. What's the disagreement in the Mishnah? What if it's a board which is between three and four Tzvachim? Rabbi Huda, who was lenient, said that since in defining What's called a makam, what's called a place. In Hilcha Shabbos, the definition is four tzvachim. So that's like a, a finite number we find in other places. So that was the number Chazal gave to this decree. That since by Lovud, I don't know if you touched upon it at all yet, but there's, yeah, okay, there's a Hilchas of Lovud, which means something which is less than three tzvachim together, halachically is called closed. So Reb Meir holds that since we found in that place a shear, the measurement given is less than three tzvachim, so that was the number Chazal used regarding this decree. So in other words, they're saying in different places we found different numbers for different halachas, and their disagreement was in this decree, what was the gauge Chazal used in making the, the finite number for the decree? So again, Rav saying <coughs> the disagreement in the Mishnah is did they make a decree that a person will get confused between his sukkah and his house if he uses the same roof materials? Rabbi Meir held, yes. And Rabbi Yehuda held, no, I'm not concerned people are going to make that mistake. According to Shmuel, everybody holds, if it's four tzvachim wide, that they made a decree. People are going to make a mistake between his sukkah and his house. What's the disagreement? Did they even make the decree on the case, if it's a board between three and four tzvach, <coughs> says, the, says the Gemara, Tanan. The Mishnah said, Nasan Allah Nasser Shurachavar Batvachim Cheiro, Ubilvach Eloyishin Tachta. Person put on a board, which is four tzvachim wide, <coughs> it's kosher as long as you don't sleep under it. Bishma Lishmul Dom Shemen Arba Machlokas, Yeshman Arba Derekal Psula, Shemhachi Eloyishin Tachta. According to Shmuel, who said, that if it's four tzvachim wide, everyone agrees it's no good. That's why the Mishnah said you're not allowed to sleep under it. But Rav who said that the machlokas is when it's four tzvachim wide. But he said if it's less than four, everyone holds that it's okay. According to Rav, Assuming the last line in the Mishnah is both opinions, even Rabbi Yehuda, so why would the Mishnah say if you have a board 
four tzvachim wide, you can't sleep under it. According to Rav, Rabbi Yehuda held, we never made any such decree, which means you can take a huge wood board and it's 100% kosher. You could take a huge, however big your sukkah is, yeah, 8 by 12. If you can find a piece of wood, which is 8 by 12, according to Rav's Rabbi Yehuda, you could just put a slat of wood straight across your sukkah. Okay, that might be a little too much for other problems. Okay, but you, you get the point. In other words, you can have big boards covering up your sukkah. And it's schach kosher. So why would the end of the Mishnah say, <coughs> according to Rav's Reb Yehuda, you can't sleep under it? That sounds like it's not good schach. So Rav will say, No, the seifa, the end of the Mishnah is only Reb Meir. So look back at the Mishnah for one more second. The Mishnah says, According to Rav, it means, even though it's four tvachim wide, you could use them as schach. Reb Meir says, Oser, you're not allowed to use those boards. I'm concerned that a person will get confused between his sukkah and his house. According to Rav, the next line is only Reb Meir talking. If you put on that big board, which is no good, your sukkah can still be kosher, but you can't sleep under it because it's not kosher schach. According to Reb Yehuda, that's not true. According to Shmuel, that last line, Nasan Allah Neser, is true according to both opinions. That if it's four tfachem wide, everyone agrees it's a problem. Okay, Tashima, Shnei Sadinim, you have two types of, like a cloth material, or mitstarfin. They add together to make four tfachim of nakud schach. Shnei Nisarim, Ein Mitstarfin. If you have two boards, they don't add together. Rabbi Meir Omer Af Nisarim Kisadinim. Rabbi Meir says they, the two boards do add together to make the sukkah no good. Okay, so that was what the Brisa said. So now we have, in our head, we have a machlokas Rav and Shmuel. What was the machlokas? Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda. Was the machlokas, did we make such a gzera? Or everyone held we made such a gzera? The machlokas is, did we even make it between three and four tvach? So says the Gemara, According to Shmuel, who says <coughs> that if it's that the machlokas is if it's between three and four, but once you hit four tfachim, everyone agrees it's a problem. So my mitstarfin, mitstarfin larba, the way to read Reb Meir's words will be is that the two boards can be mitstarif to make a shear of four tfachim. But according to Rav, who says the machlokas is if it's four tvachim, if it's less than four, then everyone agrees it's okay. So hechidami, right? Reb Meir said you can add together two boards to make an amount of schach puzzle. The amount of schach puzzle, which is a problem, is four tvachim in the middle of the sukkah. Okay, Rav said. That if, if the board is less than four tfachim, it's fine. If it's four tfachim, it's a problem. Remeyer's statement was you can add together two boards to make the shear of four tfachim. So says the Gemara, what's the case? If the wood board in the middle of the person's sukkah is four tfachim wide, so then the one board is a problem. Why does Remeyer have to say I can add together the two boards? to make the amount which is a problem, one board by itself is a problem. 
and eat the lesbuar ba, and if you'll tell me the, the, the materials in the sukkah, the wood board is less than four tvachim, so then what's the problem? So then Rameyer agrees it's okay. In other words, Rameyer is saying, because you have two different boards next to each other, it adds up to four tvachim of not good schach and messes up your sukkah. Okay? So says the Gemara, if, if you tell me the Reb Meir holds it's a problem by three tvachim, then it makes sense. I'll tell you, both boards in the sukkah were three tvachim, which each one by itself would not mess up the whole sukkah, says Reb Meir, because the two three tvachim boards are next to each other, so now they add up to six tvachim of schach puzzle, which in the middle of the sukkah will mess up your sukkah. But according to Rab, who says that if it's less than four tvachim, everything's totally fine. So that means it can't be two cases of three tvachim boards, because then there's nothing wrong in your sukkah. And if you want to tell me the case is it's a four tefach board, so then it's a problem just to have one. Why is Reb Meir saying, because you have two of them, it's going to be a problem? So it's a question on Rav's understanding of Reb Meir. So the Gemara answers, Really the case is that there are four tefachim boards. You thought the case was that the wood, the schach, was in the middle of the sukkah, and therefore you were getting stuck. No, the Bryce was talking about if the schach was coming from the wall of the sukkah, and there's a hilchasa, there's a lachlamus from Sinai, we learn that up to Dalit Amas, you can say dofen akuma, which means up to Dalit Amas have not good schach. There's a halacha that tells us you can view that as if it's an extension of the wall, and therefore even though your wall physically ends here, if this is not good schach, you can view it as if the wall continues up to four amas. So Reb Meir saying that if you have these wood boards of four tvach, which are no good, and it's next to the sukkah, and if you have enough of them that you hit dalit amas away from your wall, in other words, you just four, 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 so if you get with outside of the amount of dalit amas from your wall, so it's mitztarfin, they add together to make the shear of more than four amas to mess up your sukkah. Okay, so again, the question was, if it's in the middle of the sukkah, if it's less than four tvachim, according to Rav, then it's, it's kasher schach. If it's four tvachim, then it's not good schach, but one of them will possibly your sukkah. Why is Reb Meir saying, because you have two necks to each other, it's going to make your sukkah no good? So the Gemara's answer is, the case is not when it's in the middle. The case is where it's next to the wall. And therefore, one of them is not good schach, but it's going to be fine, because I'll say dofen akuma. And even though my wall physically ends here, in halacha, the wall really ends here. If I add another one, I'm still fine. I'll say dofen akuma through eight tvachim. But if I get enough that I'm outside of four amas, which means I'm past 24 tvachim from the wall, okay, so if I had enough, I guess I need seven boards. I have seven boards, which means I'm 28 tvachim from the wall. So then Rameir is saying the four tvachim boards, which are schach puzzle, add together to make a shear of more than four tvachim to knock out your wall and mimela and therefore knocks out your sukkah. Okay, lishnach, a different way to read, um, a different way that this, this raya, this proof was presented. According to Shmuel who said, everyone agrees if it's four tvachim, it's no good. 
the disagreement between Rabbi Meir Rabbi Yehuda is, did we even make a decree on a board between three and four Tvachim? So my mitstarfin, mitstarfin la arba abbas minatzat. So what does it mean when Rabbi Yehuda said it's not mitstarif? It means that it's not mitstarif if you add it up, right, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you had four Tvachim, then it, he agrees we made a decree. Rabbi Yehuda's opinion would be saying, but they cannot add up if you did it from the side in order to, to make it more than four Amas to knock off your wall. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda would be saying, before we were talking in Rabbi Meir, in this version, Rabbi Yehuda would be saying, even though we made a decree that four Tvachim, a four Tvachim slab of wood is a problem because of a concern a person will get confused between his sukkah and the roof of his house. So Rabbi Yehuda would be saying, despite the fact that it's chach pasal, ein mitstarfin. If you have two of them next to each other, we don't deal with it really as chach pasal to add together to make a problem. Where would it have made a problem? You have enough coming off your wall to get outside of your dalaramas to knock off the option of dofen akuma. Rabbi Yehuda is saying, even though each of them by themselves are schach pasal, which means you can't sit under it, but since midoy raisa, it's really fine, we didn't give it the full stringency of schach pasal to allow them to add together to take away my possibility of dofen akuma. So according to Shmuel, that's what ein mitztarfin means. Elo rav, but according to rav, bishmal remei or my mitztarfin, mitztarfin lam abbas minatzad. According to Rav, I understand. Again, Rav said the disagreement is, did, they, did you make a decree? Reb Meir held, we were concerned and we made a decree. And Reb Yehuda held that even if you use four Tvachim slabs, everything's fine. Sigmar says, according to Reb Meir, I can understand the Brisa, because the case is, if you started from the side, the Reb Meir saying is you add up in order to knock off the option of saying Dofen Akum. Ela Reb Yehuda, Dama Rafili Yeshman Arbak Sheira, my ein mitstarfin, kaneba almaninu. But according to Reb Yehuda, who says even if there's four Tvachim slabs, so what did the Mishnah, what did the Brisa mean when it says they don't add up? If I say the words they don't add up, it would have the connotation that even though there is a problem here, they don't add up to make a bigger problem. What the Gemara is challenging is, according to Rav's version of Rabbi Yehuda, which is they never made such a decree, so this piece of wood is just as kosher as a small piece of wood. So why is the Brisa saying they don't add up to create a problem, which would sound like each one by itself is the problem, just they don't add up to make a bigger problem. According to Rav, there is no problem. This big piece of wood is 100% schach kosher. Right? It's like if I would tell you, you have a bunch of little pieces of wood as your schach, and they don't add up to make a problem. So you would say, why would I think they would add up to make a problem? You have 100 pieces of kosher schach. So according to Rav, why is Rabbi Yehuda saying two big pieces of wood don't add up to make a problem? According to Rav's Rabbi Yehuda, there is, uh, according to Rav's Rabbi Yehuda, there is no problem. Kamar says, you're right. I need to come to Rabbi Meir I'm Rabbi Yehuda Mitzdarfin. Rav will tell you that since, in the opinion of Reb Meir, I agree there's a problem. And Reb Meir was saying, not only is it tzach pasal, but it even adds together to knock off your sukkah. 
So Rabbi Yehuda, the Brisa presented Rabbi Yehuda using the same words, which was Ein Mitzdarfin. They don't add up, even though it's true in Rabbi Yehuda. Rav will tell you it's true in Rabbi Yehuda to really say there is no problem. But why did the Brisa not say the words there is no problem? Because it was the contrast of the words of Rabbi Meir, which was not only as it's Chach Puzzle, but they even add together to knock out the Sukkah. Okay, let's stop over here. You don't have to make it up, and it's Hashem, we will cover some ground. If you look at tomorrow, assuming we're not going to read Tosas together inside, tomorrow we should be able to make up some ground.